If it truly is the experience era, and we truly are differentiating business by that, then we need to get out of this total quality management operational mindset from the 90s, where it was like, that's how you become a successful business. B2B has the potential to be electrifying, but the industry is paralyzed by a culture of conservatism, scared stiff in a straitjacket of rational ideas. It's time for change. It's time to make B2B marketing visceral. Join us as we uncover and explore the truth with leading B2B marketers. This is B2B Marketing, the provocative truth. Hello and welcome to B2B Marketing, the provocative truth. I'm Benedict and today I am joined by Adam Morgan, who's Executive Creative Director and Brand Leader at Adobe. Adam, a very, very warm welcome. This is the first of 2023. Um, Welcome to B2B Marketing, the provocative truth. Well, thank you for having me. It's exciting to be on the the first of the year. Now, I've given you obviously the briefest of brief introductions there, um, but I'm conscious that you probably have a more um, detailed story that you can you can give our listeners about who you are and what you're all about. So the floor is yours for 30 seconds if you wanted to give that sort of pricey. Okay, sure. So like I said, Adobe, I've been at Adobe eight and a half years now. Uh, we run a, a group called Adobe Studio, which is uh, all the in-house creative execution of things and we handle everything from you know video and commercials and websites and emails and banner ads and thought leadership and articles and blogs and everything in between so that's what i've been doing for the last while before that uh for 19 years i worked at a variety of different ad agencies uh big international ones and small creative boutique agencies but uh so since and then before that i worked at a newspaper but it's been since I've been in this industry since 1996, so I've been around for a while, and uh, I've just always been around the idea of chasing a big creative idea or something that just kind of changes the world through creativity. That's really what it's been about. I guess along the way, I've also written some books and done some podcasts and a bunch of other stuff. Fantastic. Um, no, that is wonderfully helpful and extremely, there's some great breadth actually to, to your career. And I think there's nothing more than we like as somebody that's combining a background potentially in journalism, creativity and marketing. Um, we'd like to think that is probably the sort of the holy trinity, uh, certainly how we approach B2B marketing anyway. Uh, now, today, we're going to be talking around how data um, need, approves the need for creativity within B2B. I think this is going to be an extremely important conversation because it is a perennial challenge proving why we should invest in creativity and the importance of having data which actually quantifies that effect. But from my perspective, I think that almost the challenge when it comes to creativity within B2B is not just the proving it, but I think also actually comprehending it at both a conceptual and also an applied level. So to kick things off, I want to sort of give you a provocative truth and see how you respond to this. And that's that in addition to all of the difficulties proving the value of creativity, there is also a fundamental misunderstanding or a lack of understanding about what creativity actually is and how it can be transformative within B2B marketing. Is that something you agree with? All right, I guess my answer to that is absolutely. Like there, there are a lot of times, let's just talk in B2B, creativity mm. in B2B. Um, there is this trend in B2B where we actually, in my mind, we're not creative enough and we're not very creative because we we feel like there's this formula around, uh, around B2B that we have to look like all these other enterprises and sound like these other enterprises and do make our websites look the same and do all of these things that are, you know, kind of this enterprise-y B2B look. Mm-hmm. And 
I feel like there's so much opportunity uh, for creativity to be better understood and to be more effective by using it in in ways that we use it like in consumer brands and and, and other ways that uh, that they're looking at it and understanding it. So to me, yeah, there's there's misunderstanding of creativity. I think a lot of people are afraid of it. B two B is very you know buttoned up business, and there are a lot of people who feel like it's just too risky and crazy and and we shouldn't be doing things that are emotional and and provocative and we should just be doing things that are solid business and very numbers oriented which i'm sure maybe we'll get into kind of where i foresee the future of mm. of b2b going and and why we need to change it but we definitely are stuck in this um kind of total quality management era of the 90s where in in enterprise b2b it's like nope we just got to keep that machine going and keep that demand gen going. And eventually the numbers will work out for us and and then we'll be successful. Yeah. I mean, I I absolutely agree with a lot of those elements and I'm sure we will get onto what that future looks like, but just to sort of equip us for the rest of the conversation, the conversation, I'd be really interested to understand what you would give us a more Mr. Working definition, because you spoke there, there was that sort of aspect around, um, I suppose, being willing to take a risk and innovate and be different. And then you also touched on very, very importantly that, that, um, that need to understand people on an emotional level and also try to affect them on an emotional level. For you, when you think about creativity within B2B marketing, what would be the sort of the running definition that you, you use? To me, creativity is really a combination of different ideas that come together in a new thing. And mm-hmm. it's very emotional and um, connected in a human way. Uh, for example, if you ever watched the the movie Ratatouille, where you're talking about cooking and how it's like, there's all these thousands of combinations, you can bring it together and make these amazing things. Like that's in my mind, as someone who's been in the trenches for decades and decades of creating stuff, really what I do is I just take a whole bunch of ideas of a couple different, you know, buckets and then find connections between them. Right. I'm just finding emotional connections between them. So for example, if let's say, it was all about, you know, some sport and some brand, like what are the connections between those two things and how do they come to life in a new way? So it's a new combination in an emotional way. And the reason why I say this, is because I think a lot of people in B2B are seeing creativity as, oh, that's just the wrapper. That's just the lipstick. Like we mm-hmm. are going to be talking about our demand gen engine and we may need just the color purple and we may need a, a little something else. And that's the branding and that's the creative. Whereas to me, like creativity it really should connect at that deeply human emotional level. And if, if I have to give, give a different definition of it, you know, creativity is, are, is really just emotional experiences and what is uh, a great experience. I think Brian Saul said it's an emotional connection to a moment. So it's really just, if I have to break that all apart, it's creativity, it's emotional moments that you have with your customers. And we're not doing enough emotional moments in B2B. We're definitely like, I think, oh, emotional, that's, that's more, you know, B2C. But there are so many things that people are passionate about and care about. And when you're digging into the data, you're trying to find those, those nuggets. Mm-hmm. And then the creativity is really just expressing that in a wonderful storytelling mo- way or a visual way or whatever it is. But it's really about getting to the heart of it is finding emotional moments and connecting with the audience. And I, I'm, I reckon I've got a bit of an idea of how you're going to answer this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What, what is your assessment of creativity in B2B at the moment then? I think it's a huge opportunity if mm-hmm. I'm looking at it from my point of view, because because so much of it is is the same, that there's a huge chance for some brands to stand out by being more emotional and more connected. 
you know, right now it seems like there's just so much of it is just very linear and very, mm-hmm. um, kind of on the nose and obvious, or even like I said before, it's like, it, it's just following some of the old B2B tropes, which, you know, back in the day, it was almost like if we, it was brand versus demand and, or not even demand. What was, it, it was like, a like direct mail or other things. And it was always like, there was this, there were these patterns that people followed that kept you in that pattern. I feel like B2B is in that pattern um, of like, if I looked at a dozen websites, they'll, they'll all be looking very similar. Um, and so I think there's a huge opportunity that that would be my answer. There's a huge opportunity that if you're a brand and you want to really stand out in this marketplace, all you have to do is really just be yeah more emotional and, and unique and different. And why do you feel that we are stuck in this slight sort of stasis where people aren't breaking out, they aren't experimenting, they aren't connecting with people in an emotional way? Because you spoke about there's there's all of that opportunity. What, what from your assessment is holding people back? Uh, the reason why people are holding back, again, I think it's just tradition. Like they're used to these demand gen mm. funnels. And so it's very numbers focused and numbers oriented. And so the way to find success is just to keep, you know, increasing their odds of their, of their sales funnel leading to, you know, better demand gen. And what's holding them back is they're not thinking about, okay, it's not a matter of just looking at the numbers and following, you know, whatever conversion trends are, but there's an old, um, Bernbach quote, where it's like, I'm so busy measuring public opinion. I forget I can create it. Um, and I think there's, there's a magic with creativity that it changes the the ratios. It changes how everything works. And I think deep down, most marketers know that, but they're not willing to risk it and try something different because they're too afraid of setting up their standard, um, conversion rates and their standard demand engine for something crazy. So they're like, uh, you know, it's like the whole human thing. You don't want to close a door. You want to leave all the doors open and explore new things without, you know, having to let go of something. And it's, it's such a different risk going into the creative world away from your standard demand gen that you're like, uh, that's, that's tricky. That's scary. That's an unknown. I don't want to risk my career on an unknown. Mm-hmm. Therefore I'm just going to go back to what I know in, in my demand gen roots. Yeah. And I think, look, clearly there, it's very, very difficult to, to break some of those cycles. And there's, there's a number of different factors, but I should imagine one of them actually comes to what you've just said there, which is, I'm not going to risk it on something which is unknown. And actually I think if we think about what we know around the effectiveness of long-term brand building within B2B, and I think probably something that's going to be close to your heart, actually the data that exists, which proves the value of creativity and the benefits of building those emotional connections. Um, do you think that marketers need to get a bit more of a to grips with actually having those proof points and presenting that to stakeholders within the business? Is, is that something which needs to shift? I think so. I mean, you're right. Like, here's the crazy thing. We didn't talk about this much in the beginning, but yes, I wrote mm-hmm. a book called Sorry, Spock Emotions Drive Business. It's all about proving the value of creativity, meaning like for so long, it was always just like this mystery thing of like, oh, creativity, we don't know. You know, I don't know what half my marketing budget's doing. And so whatever, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm not going to risk it. But I think the the beauty of today is there have been so many studies that the data has caught up with us on, on creativity. And even since I wrote that book, since it was published several years ago, like I've collected more and more studies of exactly how impactful creativity and emotions are on the bottom line, not just for funsies, but on the bottom line on money. Mm. And yet 
I thought I, the story's not out there, like, because I'm so close to it. Sure. I'm going to be looking for those specific things of, you know, see CEOs around this world are saying, Oh, we need to be more creative. Like, like that's their number one thing. And yet when it comes to decisions, they're not being creative first. They're definitely being, you know, it's like operations first. Like, how do I cut back? How do I do this? Even in, you know, look at today's you know economic environment. There are so many co- companies cutting and cutting and cutting mm-hmm. rather than looking at, at, at the world in a different way. So Absolutely. The, the data is there. Like there have been dozens and dozens and dozens of studies, neuroscience studies, um, you know, even just economic studies of how creativity impacts business and how those emotions really do drive decision-making. Mm-hmm. And yet we just don't, we don't know about them. We don't, or we just ignore them or we're too afraid to actually, you know, it's like, we just don't want to look at them because we're, yeah. you know, what it'll do. And so it, I think the more and more that, you know, leadership, realizes that value. I mean, you look at, we're in the experience era today. We're no longer in the the way it was 10 years ago, the way a brand differentiates, the way a business differentiates is no longer just about, um, you know, what they're making or what their services or whatever. It's, it's about the experiences they're creating with their customers, hands down. It's the experience era and what better way to make great experiences than with emotions and creativity and connection and I think that it's like, if you want to succeed today, you have to do that. You have to create great experiences and you need to embrace creativity. And I would say creative leadership, mm-hmm. people in your company who understand that and put them in positions of power so that they can help drive a better bottom line. And I like that almost what you were sort of describing is how you could build a multifaceted argument for why creativity is important. And you mentioned around the sort of the economic argument, because you said the impact on the bottom line. And then you also, I think, really interestingly talked about the the neuroscience argument as well. Now, I'm not going to ask you to try and sort of in detail sort of retell one of the the case studies that you've described, but... have there been any particular examples that have really stood out to you based on your research, which do demonstrate create the value of creativity on that economic and neuroscience level? And, and what would be the sort of things that you'd advise marketers to, to use when they're having conversations with internal stakeholders? Well, first, let's start with, um, before we get into the neuroscience one, we'll just start mm-hmm. with um, just straight up good studies that would help be very impactful to a marketer mm-hmm. be like, oh, wow. Um, some of them are okay. Design-led companies, people who would put design or creativity first, they outperform the S and P by two hundred and eleven percent. I mean, that's a huge financial data bit, and that's been around for a while. The value of design and creativity. Um, there's a lot around, you know, return, like a re- lifetime value, return on whatever. Like Adobe, we've done some of our own studies in it, but there's some like Motista did one where you can earn a three hundred six three hundred and six percent lifetime value if you have a positive emotional connection in your in your experiences. Um, at Adobe, we've had study after study where it talks about, you know, if, if you're a business that focuses on experiences, you're like 1.7 times more likely to have a, you know, higher sales lift. You're mm-hmm. two point whatever higher, you know, return on your value. You're like, there are just, there are many, many studies out there. If you were trying to tie it to um, the bottom line, there's so much out there saying like, if you make it emotional and you make it creative and you make it an experience and you make it have good design, your chances of success are exponential compared Mm -hmm. to if you're not doing that. If you're just going to say, nope, let's say I'm marketing to an IT person and they're direct and straightforward and I'm going to be direct and straightforward because they don't want any of the funny stuff. You're just shooting yourself in the foot. Like you're missing out on a huge opportunity. So that's the the, the financial side of it. Like study Mm -hmm. after study after study. 
when we're talking neuroscience um, and why, I think deep down, we've always known like, okay, great, you know, great advertising, great marketing. When it's something funny or emotional or something like we, we stand out, but then like, but that's just all the silly B2B, B2C stuff. And it's not serious, right? We don't want the silly emotional stuff. Sure, that works, but that's only for, you know, basketball shoes. But the reality is, you know, when I have dug into the neuroscience and really talked to it, like I interviewed a ton of neuroscience um, professors and, and uh, doctors and so many other things. And it's like, really, if you, if I had to break it down to the most simplest form of answering that question, the reality is the way that our brain works in making decisions and in understanding things is that if you're taking a memory, right, let's just, even just talk about a memory and you want to lock in a memory. So that's either remembering a brand or remembering something mm -hmm. valuable. The way our brain does it is by um, using uh, neurochemicals, really. Like it's, it's, a, it's all the firings between synapses, right? It's like, that's how it's like a memory trace is, is baked into your brain is basically a pattern of neurochemicals being released. And neurochemicals are the regulators of emotion. Uh, dopamine, serotonin, all those things. Like those are the things that are making you feel something. And so in essence, when you're locking in a memory, the only way every human being on this planet does it is through an emotion. So that memory is locked in through an emotion. And when you bring that memory back, it's brought back by an emotion. That's why, you know, we kind of like feel experiences. And, and when you get into decision-making, you know, if you're talking about your prefrontal cortex, your logic mm -hmm. versus your emotion of like, what's faster and how you do it. Like there's so many books out there on faster and slow systems. You can go read Kahneman about how that works, but in, in essentially your emotional system is much faster than your logical system. And if I have to like really break it down, it's not just that that's the only way there are times when you want to use logic and there's times when you want to use emotion, but it's almost like using a calculator versus a computer. If there's a decision where it's just like one variable or three or four variables, because mm -hmm. your logic only holds a few variables calculator is the way to go, right? We'll still calculate something, but most decisions are not logical because it's like, there's more than a, two variables. If I was going to like, there's a study on vegetable peelers. If, if all you're choosing is the color of a vegetable peeler, then logic works. You should make a decision by logic. So marketers should just use a logical approach. But if there's anything that's got a lot of a variables, like a car, a couch, buying a house, like any of those things that we buy, and especially B2B software or B2B mm you know, stuff where it's like, if this takes a year and a half for us to figure it out, there's so many things going on with it. Then an emotional approach is better because all emotion is again, as I might, to my first point is uh, it's like a locked down way of ex our brain expressing all these past decisions, right? If it's, if we made a decision or made a memory and locked it in with emotion, then feeling your emotions is really just giving, bringing back all of that ton and ton and ton of data that you've locked in mm. over the years. So for example, if I am like shopping for a house, I walk into a house and I'm like, Oh, this just feels right. It's because under the hood, there are a thousand little things saying, all right, I like vaulted walls. I like lots of light. I like this and that. I like, you know, this kind of colored carpet, like your brain quickly scans and then sends you a feeling of this is good, but it's really expressing thousands of little decisions that you care about or a little bit of our little memories, right. All in a quick, you know, super powered packed sandwich of, of emotion. So that's why it's really important that emotions are present. Like if they're not, and you're doing anything mm -hmm. with marketing from a neuroscience perspective, you're missing out on all of that, all those decision-making, the history of decision-making, all of your past memories, everything, all the nostalgia, 
all of it. And you're just wasting time with just trying to deal with just logic and a straightforward response. I mean, I think that's really, really helpful. And I think uh, perversely almost, um, you've made the functional argument for emotion. <laughs> and actually, that, that's really, really, really compelling. Um, that emotion can be used to actually better deliver um, some of the more traditional rational messages, which are still important within B2B. And as you say, oh, still yeah. important within yeah. that decision making. But all you're doing is you are aiding the delivery of that you're making it sticky you're making it more memorable and therefore that's the the beauty um of you know successful marketing so that's 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 fantastic so look i think you've given two ways that we can look at building the argument so let's sort of hypothetically say that marketers are going to win this argument and people are going to be receptive to taking that slightly more emotional approach now from your perspective do b2b marketers at large do they have this sort of the necessary experience and skill set, though, to really apply some of those creative practices that we spoke of at the beginning? And um, if they don't at the moment, is this something that which they can learn or is this a case of actually having to bring in third parties to, to assist you with? Mm, that's a fair assessment. And, and that's such a broad generalization. I don't know. Like every mm. human is is different and some may or may not understand that. Some may believe in it. I, I do know this. When I talk and, and my podcast is all about creative leadership, right? Mm. But on my, on my podcast, I'm not always bringing in um, creative directors, creative um, executive creative directors or chief creative officers. I bring a lot of marketers and CMOs mm. and, and VP of marketing because they believe in creativity. They believe that it can impact the bottom line. Mm. Um, so I think there's a good mix of a lot of people out there. There's a lot who believe in creativity and are fighting for it. Mm -hmm. And then there are a lot that are, you know, Again, think it's window dressing. The whole reason why I wrote that book is because I was at an agency and my my client's boss did not believe in creativity. It was just like, you know, just, just the facts. Just tell them mm. on a billboard exactly what we do and then the masses will come. So I think there's a mix. I think there's some that do and some that don't. And as far as like, if they don't, like, what do they do? Of course, you can hire an agency mm. that understands creativity. Of course, you can get help that way. Or you can start educating yourself. You can go to conferences and hear about the latest in becoming an experienced business or understanding mm -hmm. the value of experiences. So there's a lot happening. We're certainly not there. And I would say like the bigger problem for me is not uh, marketers understanding and, and how, and learning how to implement uh, creativity. I think the bigger stop is, is at the board level. Mm -hmm. um, like when I'm talking about convincing people, it's less of saying, Hey, marketer, if we do this cool thing, are we going to have more success? They'll be like, yeah, I'm willing to, I believe in it, but I'm too scared because the CEO doesn't believe in mm. it and they're very operational focused. So yeah. to a larger extent where I think the big issue and where the trend needs to change is if it truly is the experience era and we truly are differentiating business by that, then we need to get out of this total quality management operational mindset from the nineties, where it was like, mm. that's how you become a successful business is focusing on improving your pipeline and improving, you know, I think all that stuff is great, but it's like so old right? Mm. You look at the board of directors and it's mostly made up of finance and operations people. And for a long, long time, we thought, oh, that's who, you know, the next CEO should be the finance person, mm. right? Because they understand what, what the best decisions for finance are. But I don't believe that's true. Like there was even a study recently that said, yeah, if you make your CFO, your next CEO, you've made a, a grave mistake. It's because CFOs are focused on, you know, they want to minimize risk. They mm. want to focus on streamlining process and all of that. And if you're truly trying to move out of this, you know, 
logical era into more of an emotional era, that's, that's a scary world. And they are not prepared yeah. nor ready for that. So I would say like the biggest thing that a CEO needs to do is start to have more people on the board who understand the value of experiences, people who understand creativity, you know, have a mm. chief digital officer, chief creative officer, chief marketing officer, people who understand that value and can fight for it so that we balance out the finance and operation, yeah. you know, behemoths that are on boards of directors, because right now they have all the power. Yeah. And so all these creatives and marketers who have these big ideas, it'll be crushed. They won't get the budgets. They won't get the opportunity because the, the those finance and operations people are going to be like, no, 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 no. We run a tight ship. None of this silly monkey business. <laughs> get that out of here. So that's the bigger issue. I think if we yeah. have to make a dent in the world and change something right now, it's like, taking all this data, going to those logical left-brainers and saying, look, this is really the better way and you need to staff accordingly on your board and let's start making decisions around yeah. that. No, absolutely. And, and, and funnily enough, it's actually, I'm I'm optimistic that, you know, in addition to um, the very logical arguments, I think that you, you made there with the economic case um, and then also the neuroscience um, sort of examples, you know, that's, that is a logical reason why you should invest in it. I also think that it's, completely possible to explain the sort of the principles of a creative approach in a very sort of logical meth methodological sort of way mm -hmm. and if you can explain how um rather than as to, to use what you said earlier just simply explaining things in a literal linear way that actually you understand what is analogous to what you're trying to say and which analogies are going to be most relevant to that target audience. We can actually use creativity to better explain, better communicate what we're trying to achieve. So I think at every level, it's possible to make that very, very logical argument for why creativity is important. Um, now I'm I'm conscious we've uh, we're running close to time now, so um, I want to very very quickly ask you a penultimate question, which I know that you sort of alluded to earlier. Um, what do you think the future is going to look like then for um, B two B marketing and creativity? Are you feeling optimistic, pessimistic, somewhere in between? I'm very optimistic, and I think there are a lot of you know if you look at things like the B two B marketing institute, they put out a lot of of good good information. And I think there's a lot of other studies and people and companies who are coming around to this notion that yes, B2B doesn't have to be boring. B2B can be creative. B2B can, can be emotional and can be exciting. And then there's, there's a lot that we've learned from all these studies of when and where, and it's no longer just about, you know, just getting attention, but it's also holding attention and standing for things and, and <clears throat> replicating whatever values are in your audience and into, into your brand. So there's so much great stuff out there. And there's, like I said, it's a huge opportunity. I see it as possibility because anyone who can tap into all this stuff and build a business and a brand around this idea and then get like very loyal customers who, who believe and care about what you're, what you're doing. Like there's, there's, there's no, there's so much more growth out there that it's, that it's a hundred percent positive. So I would say let's, you know, yeah, it looks good to me. And that's why I'm still here. You know, otherwise Excellent. it's like such an easy answer to be like, Oh, screw it all. I'm going <laughs> to hop over to the B2C side and just go with the more fun, emotional, you know, humorous, whatever else it is in all of our advertising and marketing. But I think that there's, there's an opportunity here. And so that, that challenge is what keeps me here. That's why I like B2B. Excellent. Well, let's let's continue to ride that that wave of positivity through to the final question, um, and that's I'm really really interested. When was the last time that you saw a piece of creative? It could be an advert, it could be a piece of comms, it could you know it could even be a meme. You know who knows, but that really affected you on sort of a sort of a deep 
emotional visceral level when was the last time you sort of saw marketing which really you felt in your guts well that's a hard one for me because it's like recently and all the time because i as my profession i'm really focused on looking at all of those ads and things so whether i am judging an award you know advertising show or i'm looking through books or i'm looking like i'm surrounded by stuff all the time and so it's different than just the average consumer out there who's just kind of winning until like they're targeted and seen. So I see a lot of it and there's a lot of great, really impressive emotional stuff to be fair. Most of it is B2C, but, um, so that's where like, at least my, my, my radar is always picking up on stuff like that. So all, all the time, anything that stands out. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if there are campaigns that people have seen from like the moldy whopper to, um, you know, rocket mortgage has done a really good job of like that, that talk about a very, linear thing, like, you know, loan applications that have been so horrible for like, I worked in, you know, in banking and other things in the past as, as, uh, when I was on the agency side and it was like going up against compliance and things was so hard and so terrible. So I'd say rocket mortgage is mortgage is a really good example right now where they're making it simple and easy and fun and emotional around a very complex financial, uh, decision um, so I think they're doing a great job right now with, with some good emotional stuff. Nice. And I, I would, I, I mean, I'm very familiar with the, the moldy whopper campaign, which is, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, I think there's, um, an, another really, really great one that Burger King did, which sort of is part of that same sort of series, which was looking at pregnancy cravings. Um, and I think it's, so what, what that was all about is they created a whole range of burgers, which reflected some of the more obscure cravings that pregnant women had, <laughs> um, which, you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's interesting what came up, but it's also, it's really a great example of showing how you can be connected to your audience, totally. taking an insight and then turning that into something that people can relate to in a, in a really, really positive way. Um, so look, Adam, I think it's been a really, really enjoyable and fascinating conversation, especially learning all everything about uh, the, the neuroscience dimension. I think the big takeout for me, and I know this, we, we talked about it, is there is such a clear, logical, functional benefit of applying creativity mm-hmm. to B2B marketing. And actually, it doesn't need to be at the expense of other forms of B2B marketing, but it can be something which really supports facilitates and augments what we're already doing. Um, so I'm very, very optimistic based on what we have discussed today that B2B marketers can conceptualize what that value is and also most importantly, start to make that argument. And uh, I share your optimism and I, I look forward to over the next couple of years seeing um, some equally sort of gut-wrenching or certainly creative you feel in the guts um, on the B2B side as well. So Adam, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Thank you for having me. B2B Marketing, The Provocative Truth is brought to you by Allen Agency. To find out more, head to allen-agency.com. You can stream B2B Marketing, The Provocative Truth on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else great podcasts are found. And don't forget to click subscribe to ensure you don't miss out on any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Allen, thanks for listening.